you guys, it's Kristen popping in for a quick post-recording edit um, because I realized I completely forgot to give our Demir count um, for the last two episodes. So for volume 10, by the way, thank you, Yesenia, for keeping us updated on these. I appreciate you doing the hard work of uh, re-watching Harry Your Descent and counting these for us. So for volume 10, we had 35 different times that Celine said Demir, uh, bringing us to 272 for that week. And then for volume 11, uh, we had 14 of them bringing our grand total so far to 286. So it's been really fun um, counting and keeping track of these. So um, we hope you enjoy it too. It's just a fun little thing. But anyways, um, yeah, that's it. Back to our regularly scheduled programming. Okay, and we're on. All right. We're back. We are back in just a few days for us. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, I just want to get into it. I know. Because it was a big episode. It was a big episode. I can see why people were like, oh, you're going to want to watch 11 right away. Yeah. Um, Because we both absolutely did. And yeah. I think had had it not been so late, we probably both would have been like, uh, let's watch it and record another episode because – Yeah. I mean, I was done for the mm-hmm. day, so that wasn't going to be an no. option for me. It was so but... – la- it was late too. Like, it was late. Um, but even so, when I got home, I, like, took a shower and all that, and I, like, started it at, like, 11 p.m. I okay. – but I <laughs> – and I watched, like, the first hour because I was like, I have to see what's going on. Um, and then you were texting me the next day and you were like, I'm watching it already. So I was like, okay, let's record this weekend so we can just talk it out. (laughs) So, um, yeah, this is Dizzy for Dizzy. I'm Kristen. I'm Ashley. And we're just going to dive right in and start talking about this episode because it, like you said, was a biggie. So it really was. And I liked this episode better than 10. (laughs) Me too. Even though 10 technically had the better ending. Well, not technically. Mm -hmm. It did have the better ending, but Overall, this episode, oh my gosh, it just yeah. served all the things you and I love yep. so much. Yep. There, oh, there it, were great moments. There was a ton. It it was like half super sweet romantic moments mm-hmm. and half angst. So yeah. it was like the best of both worlds. The perfect blend. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. There's yeah. something about – there. 11 is the magic number, I, I think. It is. It really with, is. I would be curious if from from other people, you mm-hmm. know, if you're currently watching us a, a few DZs or mm-hmm. or DZs that you've grown to love, how was episode eleven for you guys? Was it the same pattern where mm-hmm. it was just a perfect episode? Yeah, that's because at least we know that's true for the rom coms we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that really stands for drama DZs or anything. Right. I mean, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, so I'd be curious. You guys let us know because this was, ooh, chef's kiss right up. And then the end happened, of course, and I was very frustrated. But um, right. yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if we just want to start. What was your – let's start with your favorite moment. Let's just like what was what was the best moment? <sighs> because I have two that I'm going between, and so I'm wondering if one of them is yours Honestly, also. That first 10 minutes or so, mm-hmm. I was dying. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it It was just, that is the most palpable their chemistry has been. And mm. the way he's staring at her and sticking his arm next to her as they're walking behind <gasps> the, the rock. Okay, okay, okay. The back of hand like, touching. 
Well, he, yeah, he was like sticking his whole arm Uh next to hers and Uh he was being so deliberate and staring down at her and like just that whole first portion because Barack calls out for her and Mm -hmm. and Demir is like, he looks like he's going in again for another, for Uh another taste. Uh And I was like, oh, snap, he doesn't even care that Barack is right there. Nope, nope. and the the fire conversation and then the whole walk back and then he's staring at her in the rear room mirror. I was just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. It was it was so much and I was everything was clenched and yes. I Oh my gosh. It was I, I think that's my favorite. It was just the perfect way to open it and he just looked like he was gonna devour her whole. Oh my gosh. Okay, so those were neither of the ones I thought. Okay. <laughs> so okay. that's cool. So I Okay, listen. I loved the Jenga moment. Yes. Okay. The oh, Jenga gosh. moment of was like amazing. Moment. And I actually have a merch idea for that. I'll talk to you about it when we're off mic. <laughs> okay. Um anyways, but I loved when it and this was before the Jenga moment cuz I'm pretty sure this is when he stormed out. Because she's making some valid points. They're they're talking. It's evening a few days later or the next night, whatever. And she is like, listen, you know, because he's kind of getting mad. Like, hey, you keep choosing your – like, you're choosing your friends over telling me the truth. And I was kind of like, listen, bro, I love you, okay? She's known those people way longer. Oh, yeah. You just waltzed into this company and started implementing these rules. Like, of course she's going to side with her friends. Like, mm-hmm. and I was thinking to myself in that moment – like, you've barely given her anything. Like, right. you know all this stuff about her and you clench up and shut down every time she asks you. And then literally two seconds later, she starts she berating him thing. about yeah. it. And yeah. I'm like, yes, Celine, girl, go. And she's uh-huh. like, listen, I give you all this stuff. And every time I ask you, every time I ask you, you shut it down. And I've tried mm-hmm. to be respectful, but you're not, you're not, you're not giving me any pieces of you and you expect me to like side with you. And what he says next, I was not expecting that. Me either. I was expecting him to either just storm out and be like, okay, or actually finally like tell her stuff. Mm -hmm. This was almost better. I mean, I still want him to tell her stuff. He needs to tell her. Because, you know, he's talking about lying and keeping secrets and all this stuff. And I'm like, bro, she doesn't even know. She still doesn't know you grew up in this house. Right. Like, there's all this stuff she doesn't know about you either. So, Mm -hmm. but he's like... What do you mean I I haven't given you anything? Or what do you mean I haven't made you close to me? Yeah. He's like, where am I in this whole house? Where am – is there any of my stuff in this living room? Is there anything of me in that kitchen? Uh The garden? The veranda? No. I have one room in this house that's, quote, me. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I have basically uh, submerged myself into your life, Celine. How -hmm. can it get much closer than that? Yeah. And I'm like, oh. You have a point. Like, oh, yeah. my gosh. And then he, like, he pulls her close. They're, like, mm-hmm. nose and forehead touching. We've got that olfactory chemistry going on. We've got the forehead chemistry happening. And he's, like, and what about this? Is this close enough? Mm-hmm. And then he's, like, you've broke it. Like, you came into my life. You started breaking down all my defenses. I started I started doing and saying things I said I would never do. Mm-hmm. I have not let anybody get this close to me before, or it's been a very long time since I have. Yeah, yeah. And you've done it all, and I keep I keep going against everything in me that's saying to, like, back away, run away. 
So he's like basically saying like, I've let you get closer than anyone. And then he is about to kiss her. Mm-hmm. And she's about to let him. And then she pulls back because she's kind of processing what he just said. Right. And she's like, basically, this sounds painful for you to admit. Like, you, it sounds like you regret it. Yes. She, she says, and, and you regret it, don't you? And he, instead of full on denying it, he just says, it's really hard for me. And I right. get what he's saying. He's saying it's hard for him to let people get close. It's hard. Right. But she just flat but out asked you if you it. regretted it. Yeah. And you didn't say no. Right. So right. she takes So how off. else is she supposed to take it? Right. Yeah. But And clearly there is a difference in how they communicate with each other. That's exactly what we just saw in this whole entire scene mm-hmm. and how it's very difficult for him to say these things out loud. Mm-hmm. We saw it with their whole scene where, you know, she's kind of the, the therapist and he's sitting on the couch. Yeah. And she's excited because she's finally going to get information out of him. Mm-hmm. And what she gets is silly stuff like him teasing her about his first kiss when he was 12. Right. And then when she's asking about something real, mm-hmm. he – clams up he turns around and he goes right to sleep because it's like he can't process this stuff he it's too painful for him emotionally and he isn't able to verbally explain and and get this stuff out of his system so it's the this is the stuff these are Mm -hmm. the scenes that made this whole episode so perfect because you're really getting down to the nitty gritty. Like when it comes to a relationship, the stuff that you're really dealing with, the stuff that you go through every single day is those are, are those moments of the two of you figuring out how to communicate with each other, how mm-hmm. to really figure each other out, how to listen better, how to really understand where the other one is coming from. Because when yeah. it comes down to it, you're two different people and you're going to be saying and explaining and thinking through things differently and you have to figure out how to make it work how to yeah. connect those two different trains of thought into one and mm-hmm. to really be able to explain those things in a clear way and yeah. I, this is what we're seeing mm-hmm. and it's so beautifully written and it's so well it's a, it's acted out so well like you're like this is this is a real couple they're dealing with stuff right now and we're yeah. watching them deal with this stuff uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> like actual reality tv yes. like yeah <laughs> um no i agree it you're they're both so consistent in their characters which again speaks to the writing mm-hmm. um i mean because even though he's starting to, like, break these rules that you're like, well, this isn't who you are. Like, he's acknowledging that, though. So it's yeah. not just like, wait a minute, why is he doing this? Demir, as a character, would never do this. It's like, yeah, we know that, and so does he. Like, he's mm-hmm. even acknowledging what the heck is going on. Um, and, you know, he even calls it a superpower at one point because he's like, mm-hmm. you know, when they're at the animal shelter, uh, which we'll get to that scene. I thought that was cute. But, um, yeah, like, I don't know that there's anything I could add to agree more with you about that. Like, that's – that's completely accurate um, and definitely part of what made this episode so good despite the ending that had us like yeah. all going, no, <laughs> like um, because I did feel like I was kind of like, Demir, you're smarter than this. I like, know. But then Merve doesn't help anything, you know, because I'm like, why are you believing Alara right away? You already know she schemes. You already know she does this stuff. But he's – I'm like, okay, but – really looking at it like he's already struggling with all of this 
to begin with. So then no matter who the source is, if someone comes in and just plants that tiny seed of doubt. Yeah. And then one of her best friends who we are now dubbing the clueless Kuzlar because they mm-hmm. come on. Yeah. Um Merve makes it worse. And I'm like, okay, as a rule of thumb, people, when someone tells you I know everything, clarify what they think everything is. Don't just be like, oh, okay, you must know every single thing and let me just start verbal vomiting it out to you. Like yeah. say, why don't you tell me what you mean by everything? Uh-huh. <laughs> just just yes. <laughs> Yeah, really, truly. I, I, again, though, I think this is. I'm, I'm. More props to the writing because mm-hmm. we're getting back to the Jenga analogy that we mm-hmm. got what two episodes ago now. Yeah. Um, where they had that whole conversation about the foundation and that if the foundation is weak, it's all going to fall apart. Mm -hmm. And this is what we're seeing with their relationship. It's still so new. They still realistically don't know each other super, super well. Mm -hmm. So the foundation that they have is really not that strong yet. And that's really – we're seeing the cracks in that foundation in this episode because – the the house that they're building, so to speak, is beautiful mm-hmm. and um it's full of life and it's full of energy and they're clearly crazy about each other. But when it comes down to it, the foundations of their relationship really aren't that established because Celine doesn't know Demir that well. She doesn't know a lot about his personal mm-hmm. life and about his past. And that really bothers her. But on on his end, he's being, you know, taken into this whirlwind of a situation seemingly against his will mr darcy style (laughs) Uh and it's he's kind of overwhelmed and he really likes her but at the same time it's all so much for him so i really felt like that ending not that it was inevitable but after like you said after everything Mm -hmm. that had happened with the lies and then merve it's like well Okay, I I I really do understand why he is kind of shattered at, yeah. after stupid stupid Alara comes in, <laughs> and then clueless Merve just yeah adds fuel to that fire, and you're like, oh, I was so fr- I was so frustrated with her because I'm like, first of all, you're part of the reason this situation even exists, mm-hmm. and your friend was a good friend to you by keeping it a secret, yeah. And then you repay her by not being very careful with your choice of words mm-hmm. while you think you're being helpful because you're like, don't blame Celine. And then you just start confessing all this stuff that he was not even referring to, that he had no idea about. So more lies. Yep. More lies that are being revealed. And again, he it's not great because he he's very much verbalized how much he's like, Celine, you just keep like – since I've met you, like, well, when he's talking about it in the third person, you know, he's like, there's this girl at the company and, um, right. you know, but he's pointing out that, you know, while she charms you and pulls you into her orbit and that she's beautiful and smart and all this stuff, like, she also has lied a lot. Um, it's a chronic condition. <laughs> yeah, it's a chronic condition. And um, so, yeah. And then, like, and then we see his flashback 
of him seeing his parents fight as a kid. Yeah. And his mom is mad about what? About a lie. Lied to. Yes. We get that other in we get that like little insight. Yeah. I mean, who nobody I don't think there's anyone on earth who's like, you know, I really enjoy being lied to. So <laughs> right. <laughs> obviously like it's a I would say it's like a it's a non starter for just about anybody. Yeah. But there are clearly people who are more forgiving or more understanding of things like that than mm-hmm. others. And mm-hmm. he does not fall under that category. Most DC heroes don't. <laughs> but, um, you know, so, yeah, it's just like that's – I think that's what's even more frustrating about the ending is that you're like, I do understand this kind of. Mm-hmm. But also, like, why are you taking Alara at her word? Like, ah, right. Like, I but know. anyways, yeah. So, um. I know we can probably just like bounce all over, but okay. Weird. I know. I know you talked about the beginning already and the whole fire double talk and mm-hmm. it's going to burn everything down if we don't contain yeah. it and yada, yada. Yeah. And the whole, I'm telling you, the, I was so affected by the, that back of hand and back of arm touching. I know. I and, know. And I forgot to send you this clip. Dang it. Because Yesenia sent me a clip of, the two of them at an awards show, mm-hmm. basically doing the same thing, like, oh my God. <laughs> like, like on the red carpet, like. Why is it that those little <laughs> little things, like, like, oh, let me make sure my arm is touching yours, mm-hmm. or you have two people sitting next to each other and they're one of them shifts their leg over uh-huh. so that they're touching right there. Uh-huh. Those like tiny little spots of connection, mm-hmm. but it's so impactful. Yeah. And 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 it makes me think about those times when you're like fresh in in like a relationship, uh-huh. fresh in love, or like fresh in crushing on someone, mm-hmm. and you have a moment like that, and you're like, oh, oh yes, <laughs> the whole world just like revolves around that moment. Yes, mm-hmm. it feels like such a huge deal. So there's something about seeing it played out like that where. You see it in their eyes. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, they're both dying, and so you're dying. <laughs> truly, though, truly, um, we we did get a because we don't spend a whole lot of time at the camp in this episode. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they get back to camp. Everyone's, you know, like, oh, thank goodness you're okay. The girls are all right. concerned about Celine. Although, again. Clueless Kuzlar, and they're like, Barak found you. Oh my gosh, he's a hero. If he hadn't been so brave as to go out like that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wouldn't have ruined everything. (laughs) Yeah. Like, sorry, Demir already did that hours ago and found her. Like, anyways. So, and, you know, he does kind of brush it off. He's like, oh, don't exaggerate, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So, at least, I guess, teeny, the teeniest, tiniest props to him for like, not reveling in it more. Right. Um, now, okay, did I misunderstand the ending of last week's episode? Or because I swore that he saw them kissing. But it doesn't seem like that's actually what he saw. He just saw them together by the fire. That's what I thought too. I, I thought the implication at least was mm-hmm. that he saw them. But yeah. maybe he only saw that they weren't – maybe he couldn't see well enough. They were a little too far away that he yeah. couldn't see exactly what had happened. Because mm-hmm. when he and Alara um, are talking later and she's, like, forcing him into that, like, plan. Yeah. It, that would have been the perfect time for him to tell her. But he's just kind of like, no, I saw them and they were right. by the fire. Like, 
he would have been like, uh, yeah, they're already together because they were kissing. Yeah. And I also feel like he probably would have used that at least against Demir. He wouldn't have – I don't think he would have publicized it to the office because he doesn't want to hurt Celine. Right. But I think he would have at least been like, yeah, Demir Bay, I need to talk to you. Yeah, by the way, you're going to lift this love ban because I saw you already kissing and you're not just co-employees. You're a boss and she's an employee. Mm-hmm. Like, that's even worse than just two employees. Getting, like, I feel like he would have used it to blackmail yeah. him at least or something. So I was kind of like, oh, so he didn't see them kissing. Mm-hmm. But you also thought that the, he saw them I kissing totally did. initially. Okay. I just want to make sure because I was like, I yeah. totally misread that. Um, yeah, me too. But we do get – um. Oh, and then stupid Alara's like, Demir, I was so worried when I couldn't find you. And she, like, throws her arms around him. And I mean. I love he, how frustrated and disgusted he is by her, though. I know. He's like, I'm tired. I'm going to mm-hmm. go to bed. Mm-hmm. And when she's trying to, like, stay. Yeah, when she's trying to stay and she's like, will you take a shower and I'll get this ready and all that. And he's just like, no. No, you won't. Um, Even the no. next day when he drives her home and he's like, we're not talking about this. And then uh-huh. he drops her off and she's like, okay, why don't you hang out and we'll order some food? And he's like, no, I'm going home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I'm getting rest. Yeah. So now before um, before that happens, we did get a bonus scene. Mm-hmm. Well, we got two this episode, but this one pertains to like being at camp. So where do you think this was like – was this meant like after they both supposedly went to bed? Do you think she like went out and was clearing her head on a walk or something? Or after She must have taken a shower and then maybe been like, I need to go for a walk. Yeah, that's what I would assume, that it was that same night Yeah, after everybody else was in bed and she maybe was just still up and mm-hmm. worrying or thinking about him mm-hmm. and then they ended up – she, of course, ends up walking by yeah. his little balcony. But then I'm like, why didn't you go in and have sandwiches? Because he's like, are you hungry? I got two sandwiches. And she's kind of being a little coy because she's uh-huh. kind of like, eh, like shrugs her shoulders but with a smile. So I don't know if she's just trying to be careful or she's confused. Right. She's probably – it's probably a little bit of both. I mean, she saw him walk away with Alara. So it's – um. It's not – it's reasonable to mm-hmm. say that she's probably still feeling a little unsure of the situation with him. Okay. Again, they still don't have that super strong foundation. Yeah. Um, I do love that he continually just offers her food all the time. And all he's always asking the time. her if she's hungry. <laughs> all the time. We like, love that in our DZ yes, man. Just any fictional man. <laughs> I mean, real men, too. Any man but. In, in general. <laughs> <laughs> ask ask your girl if she needs some food, okay? <laughs> and sometimes even when she doesn't, just bring it to her. Yeah. Like, even, you know, <laughs> when he makes her breakfast the next morning and she's yes. got nerves or whatever, and so she barely eats anything but some toast. Later that morning after they meet with Yoldern Bay, he's like, well, we're stopping for breakfast because you barely yeah. ate. Like, he – Yeah. Yeah, he well, just even, makes it happen. Even when he made the breakfast, he butters and jams a piece of toast and he's like, here, eat this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like barely picking at her omelet. I, it's funny. I can't help but think so many times, though, look at all that beautiful food that goes to waste in these DZs because so many times they eat like a bite and then mm-hmm. something happens and they get pulled away from it or it just doesn't get eaten at all. Yeah. But <laughs> anyways, um, but I liked that morning talk because, again, um, they well okay 
so they they get back from the whole trip thing um and mm-hmm. during during the breakfast at the final morning of the trip it gets revealed that Merve and Bora yes. are married because stupid Merve left her wallet just sitting around and so the concierge dude's like oh Bora Bay your wife left her wallet um and so it's revealed because of the last name on her ID mm-hmm. that gets you know bamboozled bamboozled in front of everyone yeah and you know Demir does take note and Alara makes sure to point it out too in the car yeah. that like nobody else seemed shocked when that was mm-hmm. revealed because they probably already knew um so it's very clear that you know that uh Celine knew which is really all he's worried about um right I mean, he is worried about the fact that everyone else, too, because he's like, I'm the boss, and if I can't trust my employees. But we all know it's mostly Celine. So, yeah. you know, the, after he gets rid of Alara, he's upset. He gets home. Vidat's there feeding mm-hmm. the animals. And Vidat and Ebo. I know. I I cannot express how much I love them enough. Like seriously, and then they just and keep it just further keeps, proving it. Yep, yep, better and better and better and better every time. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, Vidot, oh my gosh, Ebo, and then Vidot being like, yeah, he's gonna come punch you in the face, and I'm not gonna do anything about it. Yes, like that is a true friend, and that's the thing. They're such realistic true friends. They're mm-hmm. not. They're not doing anything that's like. Oh, well, we would never be in a situation where we'd have to call our friend out like that. Or, right. you know what I mean? No, like, tough love happens mm-hmm. all the time. Um, or it should. And so, you know, I, yeah, I love it. So he's feeding the animals. He sees Demir. Immediately notices his demeanor. Yeah. And is like, what the heck's going on? Okay, something happened. I don't know if he really fully reveals everything right then. But Vidot's like, okay, let's go talk. Like, you're whatever it is, you're upset. So, I think he does mention that, yeah, they're they're married. Uh, oh, and yeah, got okay. Married, and Vidat's like, oh, okay, so you're bothered that two of your employees got married? Yeah. <laughs> and he explains, no, it's because everybody lied to me. Mm-hmm. And then Vidat's like, oh, by everybody, you mean Celine. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he even says, like, and, you know, you're only – he kind of points out, like, you're only upset about this because this is a rule you set to be broken. Mm-hmm. Like – if this wasn't even a rule, but you live by your precious rules. So he's like, come on, let's go. You're not staying here. Yeah. And um, Celine kind of – her friends do the same thing. Like, don't go back home, yeah. you know, and deal with his anger. Like, stay out with us. We'll just cool down. And that's basically mm-hmm. what Vidot says, too. Is like, you need to cool down before coming back home and just laying into her. So yeah. they're with their separate friends. And, um, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, Ebo is kind of sticking up for Demir. When their group of friends, you know, because they're yeah, they're all just doomsday kind of thing. And he's like, "Look, he didn't make a harsh decision right then in the moment. Like, no. he sent everyone home. Like, he didn't just say you're fired right then and there, which he could have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, yeah, like he's. I just love that he sticks up for him. Yeah, and I love that he just doesn't like Barack. Like. I know when he stepped in, when she was ready to go home, Mm -hmm. and Barack was like, oh, I'll take you, and then Ebo steps in, and he was like, I'll take you, and Celine's very obviously relieved, Mm -hmm. and then they have a little chat. It was just very sweet to see their friendship. So sweet, and even he, again, with the gentle but tough love, he's Mm -hmm. like, Celine, before you go in, don't go in there cursing. Don't go in there guns blazing. I know you're impulsive and you just sit like, you know, have a real conversation. And 
I want to point out too that I love it because they both at different times are like checking or trying to call each other, text each yes. other. Same thing with Vidot. Um when when he's with Vidot and he deletes a few texts a few times, but then mm-hmm. wakes up in the middle of the night and winds up calling her. Yeah. And then she's like, Well, I wanted to come home, but and he's like, Come. Like Celine Gell. Like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, Okay, I'm coming. Um yeah. and then that led to the whole Ebo driving her home thing. So, you know, he knows she's about to talk this out with him. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I just love that he tries to give her that gentle but very necessary advice. Um and so they kind of have this patio talk. That's when the third person conversation starts happening. Right. You know, and oh, we got some flashbacks during all of this too, of course, to big moments between the two of them from both perspectives, which of course we always love. Yeah. Um, never complain about seeing all those little moments no. over and over. So, you know, he, again, he starts, you know, we kind of touched on this. He is like, well, there's this girl at the company and, you know, yada, yada. And so she she does take that to heart and she's like, okay, you know what? Come with me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? And she's like, come with me. And we we get another little bonus scene um, that sets the tone for what's about to happen. She actually makes him some chamomile tea mm-hmm. and to relax him and, you know, all this. And um, and then she has him lay down on the, the like, chase type thing. But then she's like, you're too tall. And so she has yeah. to go get the little uh, – the ottoman. The little stool, yeah. <laughs> um, and so feet. Yeah. And so she her desire is to understand him better. And so she's mm-hmm. like, that's what I'm going to do. I need to understand your perspective more because, like, basically you made some good points. Mm-hmm. She also does defend herself and say, like, okay, look, yes, I know I did that. I did have reasons for all of this. They're not just excuses. But right. before we get into that, like – I want to understand your perspective. So, so starts our quote therapy like Q&A. Right. Well, and I liked the questions that she asked him Mm -hmm. because she's asking him, okay, so this girl, (laughs) when you think of her, how angry do you get on a scale from one to seven? And he says (laughs) an eight. (laughs) Love that. She's she's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Um, Well... Do you think that she has bad intentions? Why don't you rate that on a scale from one to seven? And to that, he says zero. Sweet baby angel. I know. And so he he clearly sees that her intentions aren't bad. Mm-hmm. But then... Um, <laughs> Doesn't she ask about his first kiss after this? Well, because she, she, she basically asks, like, so do you really think that sh- this girl wanted to offend you? Mm-hmm. And he says, I don't know. What do you think? (laughs) And she says, well, everything you said is all pretty bad, but I don't think so. She didn't mean to offend you, but as a result of her actions, she upset you. Uh, And so they they kind of just keep talking and and he he talks about how hang on a second because she knew from the beginning how sensitive i was to lies mm-hmm. she said everything she did all of this knowing that i hate lying yeah so what's left there are two options first is that she deliberately offended me and the second is that she didn't care if she hurt me yeah which is really sad that those are the only two options in his mind so she again we get the whole third person she's like no i'm sure that she never wanted you to get hurt 
So he asks her, okay, then why is she constantly lying? Mm -hmm. And she says, oh, we're talking about you here. (laughs) (laughs) So she avoids the question, Mm -hmm. but she's like, that is, we're trying to talk about why you're constantly talking about this girl. (laughs) Celine, Celine, uh, what is it about this girl that you keep thinking about? So anyway, they kind of get off track after that because she doesn't really answer the question. Right. And that's when they end up talking about his first kiss and all that. Yes. And yeah, like you said, he trolled her and is like describing this cute, which I was like, okay, did she have to be a redhead? I think he was trying, do you think he was trying to be her opposite? That Yeah. I go, that's why I was like a little turd. Anyways, <laughs> but you know, she's like, okay, whatever. And then she's like, well, now I know your first kiss. Now I know your first kiss and I know who your most recent kiss was. And she's like, Right. I do know who your most recent kiss was. And he's like, what kind of question is this? And she's like, well, you drove home with Alara. And he's like, are you Does serious? Call her right a now? witch? Yeah. <laughs> you drove home with that witch. Well, I don't know. We got we got that this episode was had a fluke and there were two different sets of subs playing at the same time, which was yeah. a little distracting, but yeah. one set was consistently much more detailed and clearer than the other. So yeah. I did appreciate that. But yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, one of them, she definitely called her a witch. And, you know, and it's funny because he does, again, this is where you could have clarified some stuff, sir, because you're just like, am I that kind of person? Like, barely any time, Pat, like, okay, stop answering a question with a question and just be like, of course I didn't kiss her. You are my most recent kiss. (laughs) Like, so, but, again, of course. So, you know, this is when we also get that insight when she finally gets down to the nitty gritty and he's like, okay, listen, like you clearly want to like, I'll answer anything you want. You're trying to understand me. Fine. Mm -hmm. Let me get back in position. Ask me whatever you want. So she goes in for the kill and she's like, tell me about your childhood. Uh And then he clams up, like you said, curls up, goes Mm -hmm. to bed. She falls asleep too. Um, And the next morning um, he wakes up first because they fall asleep in the living room. Mm-hmm. She's been taking diligent notes as they're talking, you know, as they're talking. He even <laughs> right. he even was like, uh, who are you showing those to? She's like, don't worry, doctor patient privilege is <laughs> yeah. just for me to review. So he wakes up. Of course, there's hair stroking and staring mm-hmm. at this her sleeping form because that is just par for the course anymore. And mm-hmm. he sneaks a peek at her notes, and they're not notes at all. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a drawing of a house yeah. and I don't know if it's, like, some dream house. I don't know if it was supposed to be, like, the shack and the trees, like, where they were. That's what Um, I thought it was. I thought it looked like the shack. Yeah. Like, where they had their first kiss. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, clearly, he's, you know, charmed by it. Yeah. And because he winds up uh, getting up and making breakfast. And she comes out. Again, we touched on this a bit already. But um, she winds up asking him, like, trying to be like, okay, Demir, like – are, have you made a decision? Are you going to yeah. continue to enforce the rule? And he's kind of like, Celine, I just want to live in this moment. I don't want to talk about work here at home. Because he's just trying to enjoy his time with her. Right. And she's like, she's like, okay, but you do understand this decision affects more than work, right? Right. Like, it's very clear. Like, whatever your answer is affects us too. Mm-hmm. Um, Because he can't be a hypocrite and enforce that rule with them and not with himself. Right. And so he's like, yeah, I do know. Um. And so, you know, it's kind of a heavy loaded moment. He even talks about, she even kind of mentions like, yeah, that's all we have right now are just moments, even though they're beautiful, Mm -hmm. you know, but that's all we have right now are these fleeting moments. And 
So then they wind up finding out they were supposed to have a meeting with Yildirim Bay that Osmie set up, clearly yeah. to keep them out of the office and together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's her yeah. her whole plan. Yes. And, and they end up MVP. not ever going to the office that whole mm-hmm. day. That whole day. So yeah. as she's like, he's like, crap, well, now we got to go to this meeting. So she runs in to go get dressed and ready. Mm-hmm. And um, he starts cleaning up breakfast. But she takes a little pause. And this moment was so sweet, too. Yes. I know. I know. Because she just goes and she goes behind him. And she just wraps her arms around him. Oh. And gives him a little hug from behind. And their hands are intertwined <gasps> with each other. Oh. And she kind of tucks her head right next to his. It was just really <laughs> sweet. It was, yeah. It was just, it was just so pure and precious. Like, yeah. So they just enjoy that moment for a little bit mm-hmm. before she slips away. Well, is he about? Oh, he he turns around and he's about to go in for a kiss again. He is, and then she slides past him uh-huh. and grabs the toast that he buttered for her. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um. So. They are now um, in the car. Mm-hmm. We have stressed out Bora and Merve throughout this whole day too, but who right, cares? they're looking for new jobs. Yada yada yada. Yeah, and nobody, everybody wants to know what's happening. Yeah, right. Yeah, who cares? Um, so they are in the car, and she's kind of asking, like, "Is this one of our last moments?" You know, as they're driving to the meeting, because he's driving super slow, and yeah. she's like. He's like, well, there's traffic. She's like, there are literally no cars around. Like, are you doing this? Because this is one of our last moments together. Like, right. you know. Um, so they have this meeting with Yoldrombe. He basically wants them to speed up his project because he's like, look how fast you did it with Alara. You made mm-hmm. us, you made waves in Paris. I want to be able to brag about this finished, pro- you know, thing so fast too. And I love how Celine gets a little jab in there and she's like, uh, yeah, that's actually a lot. And she's like, Demir Bay, you know we're going to need all of our employees to make that happen, right? <laughs> right. Well, because she keeps <laughs> asking him, "What? what's your decision, Demir? What's your decision? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And he refuses to tell her. He keeps telling her, you're going to find out when everybody else finds out. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't have any sort of insight on the situation. And she's desperately trying to go to bat for her friends mm-hmm. and also find out what he's going to do. Yeah. Yeah, because, again, it affects them too. Right. So, you know, he's like, uh-huh, yeah, I get it. You know, Celine Hunnam. Like, mm-hmm. and they, you know, they basically wind up agreeing to, you know, whatever Yildirim's terms are. Like, they, yeah. you know, they're just speeding up this project. Right. Um, oh, and then, of course, he has to take the opportunity the- to be mm-hmm. like, oh, my daughter, I just have to thank you. You've, re- you know, you keep restoring this relationship for the first time in years she came to my house last night uh-huh. um, and told she, me all about how much fun she had in paris and then it all starts coming out mm-hmm. and we find out that they went to the opera together mm-hmm. so celine starts chowing Chom- down on <laughs> the bread a breadstick <laughs> like she's out for revenge and <laughs> like Demir- that breadstick offended her in the worst yes. way <laughs> yeah and so she just is kind of asking questions like mm-hmm. oh interesting oh now tell me more and it's it's not great it doesn't Mm-mm. sound great no i mean but they went Demir, to the opera together for goodness sakes i know i know and demir's like well it was last minute we didn't think we would get tickets and we ended up having tickets and she's asking about well you didn't bring a suit with you <laughs> 
part of me is like, you don't think Demir or uh, Yildirim Bey would notice that and uh-huh. be like, uh, how do you know what he packed for his parents' <laughs> trip? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, he's just like happy that his daughter's telling him things. Yeah. And he's like, you made her so happy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. Ugh. Um. Meanwhile, we've got whiny Alara who has called and basically summoned Barack <sighs> to where she is. She's such a little baby. I... That's one of the things that I hate mm-hmm. the most about her. Yep. It's like, oh, so you don't get your way, you little spoiled brat, and you're just going to whine and cry and scream and call Barack and tell him he has to come over there? And what I will just never understand, and again, I know this is a plot device, but it would just be nice sometime to see a woman who yeah maybe she's trying to win this dude and you know she wants him so does the heroine you know but like to still have a little bit of self-respect where it's like Mm -hmm. do I want someone that I have to trick into being with me because like you're basically knowing he would only be settling for you because you ruined what he is building with someone else yeah not because he just naturally was attracted to you and wanted to be around you Right. That's what kills me is that it's like – and what it boils down to is just that, like you said, you're a spoiled brat. You're whiny and selfish. So it's not even necessarily that you care. You just want what you can't have. Mm-hmm. And if if you can't have this toy to play with, then nobody else can, even if you don't want the toy. Like, yep. yeah. So she'd rather destroy the toy by crushing its hopes and dreams yep. at the end of the freaking episode. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, which again, that's not love. That's not caring about someone because you don't care that it's hurting him. You don't care that it's destroying him. You just care that she's happy he's getting hurt, Mm -hmm. and that is, friends, that's not love. No, and I guess that's. I mean, I guess I just sort of answered my own question. It's not even that she's willing to settle for someone who doesn't actually want her. It's just that if he doesn't want her, she doesn't want him to have who he who he wants so yeah that's really you're it just boils down to yeah you're selfish and self-centered and yep yeah and you don't actually love love him or care about him because you would just rather see him happy than to destroy him like this yeah um so you know and she, she has this whole thing with him where she's like with barack she's like you're a loser you're this you're that yeah and she basically tells and i will i'll give her credit she is very smart about this. She's very mm-hmm. cunning and smart about this because she's like, listen, they're – like, Celine has a secret. Demir mm-hmm. knows this secret. But I also promised Demir that I wouldn't be the one to spread this information. So I can't tell you what the secret is and let you run off with a plan about it. Right. Basically, you need to discover the secret for yourself. But I'm pretty sure that there are people in the company that also know it. Right. You know, and so she's like, once you find out that secret, trust me, like, you'll know how to run with it. Yeah. So, and he's kind of like, but if it's going to hurt Celine, I don't want to do it. And she's like, yeah, it's going to hurt her, but, like, then you'll be there to pick up the pieces, blah, blah, blah. So she does wind up um, making the secret – or she wants, she winds up figuring out who knows – who else knows the secret without revealing what the secret is because right. she shows up at the company – with this whole song and dance about how she's so happy for Merve and Bora and they didn't get to celebrate their love properly because they had to do it in secret and now that things are out in the open you should have a celebration blah 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 I'll throw it for you I'll pay for it you know where it would be beautiful to have it on Celine's veranda mm-hmm. and immediately I does like uh absolutely not I will we will have it at happy pie yeah 
and you can tell, and she kind of throws Alara a look. So Alara's like, yep, I knew she, I knew at least someone else knew. So now she knows that, Al- that Ida knows. Right. Because she way too quickly steered it from being at Celine's house. Right. So she lets Barack know, yeah, by the way, other people know this secret. So, because I just proved it. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, though, without technically breaking her promise to Demir because she does not tell Barack what the secret is. Right. And I'm like, I hate how smart that is. And mm-hmm. I mm. – anyways. So, um, you know, they – meanwhile, this is happening. This is when we uh, we get back to some happier stuff because Demir tries breakfast 2.0. Right. And he's like, there's this place. And she's like, I don't want to go. If you take me there, I'll just get into a taxi and go – you know, he stops anyways. She starts to walk away and he's like, what are you doing? And this is when I actually texted you because <laughs> – well, I was watching it because – there were two different su- – again, the oh, two sets yeah, of subs. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, um, Celine, if you do this, you're going to leave me no choice. And one mm-hmm. set of subs said, either I'll pick you up and carry you in my arms into that restaurant. Mm-hmm. And the other set said, um, I'll put you in my lap. And I so I texted <laughs> Ashley a screenshot and I was like, listen, I don't know which subs were actually correct, but neither one of these are bad options. How is that a threat? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you think you're you think you think you're making it you think you're scaring anyone, sir. <laughs> so and she likes it because she gets a little mm-hmm. secret smirky like mm-hmm. And she's so she, probably contemplating letting him do uh-huh, that is uh-huh. what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> so there she walks into breakfast, mm-hmm. supposedly reluctantly. Yeah. She's still refusing to eat and all this stuff. And he's like, Celine, this I thought was so funny. He's like, I mean, he's not wrong, but I was like, this is such a weird detail. Because he's like, don't let the sausage cool down because then all the fat and grease hardens. (laughs) Which, I mean, yeah, if you've ever, like, when bacon grease cools, it turns into a solid. Like, I just thought it was such a funny. (laughs) I think one of the subs said something about that they would wrinkle. And I was like, (laughs) ooh. Wrinkled sausage. <laughs> I don't want to me. picture that. <laughs> Especially coming out of his mouth. Oh Ooh. my gosh. It was it was just so random. But like, yeah, <laughs> hurry, Celine, eat it. <laughs> yeah, don't let that sausage get wrinkly. So anyway. So but gross. she's, you know, she's being jealous again. This I actually yeah, think this is yeah. when she brings up the whole suit thing oh, and all I that. Oh, I think you're right. So it's not in front of Yildirim about, mm-hmm. That's right. Because she talks about Alara in her gorgeous gown. And then and how she, And how he talks about, she's like, and you were a different person and blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. She's all, and then I bet you held her hand. And he's like, well, I she held my arm because it was hard for her to walk in stilettos. And she's all, oh, I'm sure it was. And then she probably faked and tripped and fell <laughs> to fake a hurt ankle so you'd have to carry her. And then what does he say, Ashley? Because I about, I like covered my face when he was saying all this. I was like, I know. <gasps> well, he starts talking about well, actually, she was hanging from a veranda and I had to catch her. And she, uh, he he starts basically talking about all the things that have happened with Celine. Mm-hmm. He talks about, yeah, and then she comes out with this gorgeous red gown. And I have a moment where I can't breathe. Mm-hmm. And I forget the last part that he mentions, too. He because well, I think what he says is, uh, no, there was no opportunities for her to be hanging from a veranda for me to catch her. Okay, and no it. opportunities for her to come out in a ridiculously beautiful red dress and take my breath away and then trip and fall. Um, 
And then he says, or to or to have to help her when her when she jumps into the ocean after her phone. Right. And yeah, so he like you said, he lists all these adorable moments they've had right um well and stupid celine well she initially thinks it's cute because she's like yes she does but then she takes a moment (laughs) because she starts thinking about her thoughts Mm -hmm. about alara and all the Mm -hmm. sneaky stuff she's pulled so she assumes that demir is (laughs) hip to all this stuff that alara is doing and she's like bidaka bidaka (laughs) she's like (laughs) Um, just a moment, sir. Do you think that I did all of these things on purpose? And he's he's like, clearly uh, your neurons, <laughs> in, the neurons in your brain are not correct, correctly connected because there's something wrong with you, Celine. Like he's like, if that's what you gathered from what, I, like he literally was basically yeah. like, I just bared my heart kind of to you, and yeah, you- and if that's really what you think, then clearly your brain is misfiring. So and she's like, oh. <laughs> and he's like yeah it's is that when he starts handing her back all her stuff mm-hmm. he's like now you can have breakfast he like gets yeah. her, her tea back and like uh-huh. yeah and they like <laughs> eat and stuff so i thought that was a that scene was played out so perfectly yeah um and then they are back in the car and i qu- and i said okay seldom in the car is quickly becoming my favorite because mm-hmm. they have these little stolen moments and they're like smiling back and forth at each other yeah and, uh, about nothing really it's just you mm-hmm. can tell they both have things going in their head and at one point she's like pull over pull over because i think it he during breakfast again she doesn't actually answer mm-hmm. but he's like well where were you know he's like you're asking me all these questions where were you all day that time you disappeared after Barack took you to dinner, that only takes, what, an hour? And you were gone all night and and then all day or whatever it was. And, right. You know, and she's like, uh, you can't ask me these questions. And he's like, well, you were giving – you're asking me all these qu- – you're grilling me and I – how does it feel to be grilled and not trusted? Yeah. And so she's thinking about that and is like, turn here, turn here. And so yeah. they wind up at the animal shelter. Yeah. And I really loved that she shared this with him because yeah. this felt like something that is Celine's special place. Mm-hmm. Only Ebo knows about this place as far as we know. Yeah. The Kuzlar do not know that she goes – that she comes here. And she ends up letting Demir know, you asked where I was. Mm-hmm. This is where I go. If I'm sad, if I'm out of sorts, if I need some time – this is where I come. And so – and he makes a connection, ah, Ebo. And mm-hmm. she's like, yes. And so she ends up revealing a little bit about their friendship, how long they've been friends, mm-hmm. that, you know, she she ended up getting a vet for her pets and a brother for herself, which I was like, oh, that's so sweet. It's so sweet. And just that over the year – over the, you know, few five-ish years that they've known each other – They've just grown really close, mm-hmm. and she's able to confide a lot of a lot of stuff uh, in him. So he gets a little bit more about Celine and about how this is kind of her her safe space, one of her yeah. comfort places where she can go to sort of fix her head, so to speak. Well, and I love that he also is like, 
um, this is where he acknowledges like, oh, okay. He's like, of course, basically your charms reeled him into and you found a friend for right. life. He's like, it's kind of a superpower of yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he kind of says it's actually, well, one set of subset awesome power and the other one said scary power. Uh, right, right. And, and I think I, it actually is, uh, I think he says cork. Yeah. I think he says car- scary. Yeah, Which makes the most sense for him because he yes. is scared of the way she's affected him and but she kind of says well it's a superpower but it doesn't work on everyone Mm -hmm. um and it's like oh celine it really does though um and even Ebo kind of winds up saying something to her about it too when he gives her that little pep talk the night before right after dropping her off and he's like well it's not like i had much of a choice you know like Uh, Because she's like, I'm so lucky to have you, E.E. Kivarsen. And, you know, and he's like, well, I didn't really have much of a choice after meeting you. So I, yeah, I just, I love it. Um, And then I'm sorry. Thank you to the director, whoever made this decision to put a puppy in Demir's arms. Oh, my gosh. For him to bottle feed and snuggle. And he was bottle feeding. Oh, my gosh. I I was like, (laughs) y'all know your audience, that's for sure. Because... Again, there was no real reason for him to be snuggling this puppy. You know, in every TV show or film, there should just be a rule to Mm -hmm. have a hot guy holding a puppy or Mm -hmm. a kitten. Mm -hmm. That that should be a rule. Any tiny animal, really. A baby goat. Yeah. A little baby pig. Yeah. And bottle feed it. Uh, Yep. mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And your audience will fall in love with them immediately. Yep. <laughs> because yep. they're it's it's undeniable. You can't yep. help it. Yep. Yeah. So um then after this we we're just to assume they spent the rest of the day together because it pans right. over to dinner that night. We touched on this because this was like my favorite moment where uh-huh. you know he winds up. But after he after she realizes or thinks she realizes that he regretted it, she runs upstairs. Yeah. He storms out. Yeah. Of the house. And he goes back to Vidat, right? Yes, he goes to Vidat. Um, And, you know, it – that entire scene just – you see the hurt and the baggage in his eyes. You see Mm -hmm. her just broken by it. Because she even tells him, like, if I had known it was going to, like, basically set my soul on fire like this, I would have Mm -hmm. never kissed you. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Well, and she has just thought that she's just been told – so mm-hmm. she thinks yeah. that he regrets the kiss. Yeah. And so how else are you supposed to react to that? How else are you? And yeah. that, that's what, you know, she's kind of venting those things to Chi-Chi, which I love that mm-hmm. they both just yeah. tell things. He's like their little <laughs> therapist. Um, Again, again, Ebo. I know. Because the girls are all talking about Selene. They haven't really heard from her. They talked really quickly, but it was fast. And he's kind of like, okay, something's not right. Well, and they they have had a couple of moments throughout the episode where the the girls are together with Ebo or the girls are together mm-hmm. with Ebo and Celine and they're having these conversations and mm-hmm. the girls are all thinking about Barack, Barack, Barack and Ebo keeps kind of looking like, oh, wait, Barack? Uh-huh. Because he obviously sees what's going on. He's oh, like Osmier and his eyes are wide open. And so <laughs> Well, and doesn't he at one point when he's like, Oh, I'm sure he's gonna lift the love ban because is he gonna get yes. rid of everyone in the office? Wink wink to Celine. Exactly. Uh-huh. And the girls are like, Oh, huh? you mean Yeah, they're just <laughs> totally clueless. Clueless Kuzlar. <laughs> yeah. So they know something's going on and they're um does one of them try to call her and she doesn't answer? Well, I don't think they tried to call her, but they're like they said they had tried earlier and then 
at one point right. they talked to her for a few seconds, but it was just really quick. Okay. And whatever is said, it set, it set something off in Ebo because he's like, uh, I'm going to step away right now and call yeah, and see what's going yeah, on. and he does. And she's totally honest with him. Because she's, she's like, so hurt. I'm so it, – it's so bad right now. My head is so bad. I'm not doing well at all. She's like crying mm-hmm. because she's so upset. And <laughs> – Boyfriend goes into big brother protective mode. I can't even uh. – <laughs> I need a word for it because it's – I know. <laughs> it's so – it's, number one, refreshing because mm. he's not – you know, he's not this, like, um, oh, he's just my best friend, like, harmless, not good-looking, not that – you know what I mean? Like, he's a good-looking dude. Like, yeah. And he's, you know, he's with her friend. There is literally no threat of this love, of a no. love triangle or no, not any, at all. like he's not pining for her. It's nothing like no. that where he's being protected really because. You really do get brother-sister vibes from the two of them. Yes. And yeah, it's really sweet. is just, yes, when he goes into that mode because he's kind of like, he offers to come get her to go pick her up, take her somewhere to clean right. her head. She's like, no, I just, I can't right now. I just, and she hangs up. And so he's mm-hmm. like, oh, hell no. Yeah, so he calls Demir. He sure does. And he's like, where are you? (laughs) Uh Well, and it's funny because he doesn't sound really mad. Mm -hmm. He's just like, hey, where are you? Send me your location. But Demir knows. at that point, oh, yeah, he knows. (laughs) And so he tells Vedat, oh, Celine's friend, Ibo, he's going to come. And after Vedat really knows the – the, the situation because Demir tells Vedat everything of course so he explains everything except for and the kiss Vidat's- he doesn't tell her about the kiss yet because that's not till after Ebo leaves because he's like what the heck did you do to make uh, okay, okay but he has told him everything as far as Bora Mervit he hasn't told him about the kiss yet he's right because he's like what could you have done that her best friend is coming to like kick your butt and I'm gonna let right. him because clearly you did something yeah 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 mm-hmm. So um, Ebo shows up and he walks – he basically comes, he drops his message, and then he leaves. And yeah. it's – that's it. There isn't any kind of, like, aggression in him. Mm-mm. But he – there is a tiny bit of a threat because and, – and you're going to probably need to f- freshen this because I only mm-hmm. saw it the one time. I wasn't able to get through the whole thing twice. But he essentially says, like – you can do whatever you want in the company. You can make your rules. You That's your prerogative. Mm-hmm. But y- if you decide that your rules are more important than Celine, then you need to leave her alone because the- I won't see her get hurt. Yeah, that was my take. I mean, yeah, he says okay. other stuff. But that was my biggest takeaway is he, you know, because he's like, listen, like, I know Celine. I love how he's like, listen, I know Celine. She is someone who loves hard and fast and doesn't want to yeah. lose those people. Like, he lays it out where he's like, mm-hmm. so in she case. trusts easily. Yes. That's a big thing we learn again and yep. again. And especially yep. comes up again this particular episode. Yep. And I love that he's laying that out almost like, in case you didn't realize this, which you should by now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, but listen, I love, again, the humility there. Because he's like, I won't pretend what it's, I won't pretend to know what it's like to um, run a company. So mm-hmm. you can run a company how you see fit. You can make whatever rules you see fit. Right. But his exact words, at least in English, mm-hmm. were if your rules are more important and precious to you than Celine is, then please leave her life. Mm-hmm. And that's basically it. Yeah. And he kind of leaves. And Vida is like, I like him. Like, 
And yeah, and he's like, now what did you do? And De- I love how Demir's like, you know, you could take some lessons from him because he came here defending his friend and you didn't do the same for me. And he's like, yes, I did. I, I said hi to him when he first came in to calm him down. Otherwise, he probably actually really would have physically harmed you. I was protecting you, but also I agree with him. Like, yeah, he's because Ebo did make it clear. Why is she at home crying in her room? Why is she that? And so he's like, Vidat's like, why is she at home crying mm-hmm. in her room? Like, what did you do to her that is putting her in this state? And he's like, finally, he's like, yeah, I kissed her. Okay. <laughs> and Vidat's like, first of all, Vidat has a little moment of celebration. Like, well, thank God. Hallelujah. Finally, it's about time. He's like, so then why is she crying? Why is she crying? He's like, so what happened after the kiss? Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, she might think that I regretted it. And he's like, are you freaking kidding me? He basically is like, get your ass home. Go make yeah, this right. Yeah, like, go get back to her then, you idiot, yeah. and fix it. That's or, essentially what he tells him. And I think he yeah. either says something to the effect of, or I'll be the one to kick your butt myself, yeah. or like, I'll yeah. let Ebo or do I'll it. Or I'll follow like, oh. in Ebo's footsteps kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. it's so good. So yeah. again, he oh gets my home. Gosh. She's and sleeping. To... She's sleeping. Well, he goes into her room, right? And mm-hmm. he there's some gazing mm-hmm. and and of course and because we love him it's this isn't creepy at all that he's no. watching her sleep no he's stroking her hair he's just apologizing gazing at her uh-huh apologizing when <sighs> well and i love what he says before he walks out of the room because mm-hmm. he's he apologizes to her you know because he's like please forgive me mm-hmm. but he says he basically says i I shouldn't have – basically, I shouldn't have hurt you like this, but I shouldn't have let you get this close to me. But now that I have, I don't have the strength to keep pushing you away. Yeah. And maybe you'll forgive me for that too. Like, oh, stick a fork in me. And what is it about those types of confessions? I know. When when they're like – I'm. I can't stay away from you. Yeah, and because mm-hmm. of that, I'm sorry. Like, yes, uh-huh. I. I know I'm gonna end up hurting you <laughs> or ruining your life. And, yeah, and I can't stand it. But I can't stay away from you. It's like mm-hmm. ah, yes, you mm-hmm. can't stay away from her. Don't stay away from her. We eat it up. <laughs> No, you know, it's, it's just it's like on par with a I can't I can't love I don't know how to love uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not capable or deserving yes. of love yes that's exactly what it is so good and so he's trying to figure out because he hasn't obviously he said this to her sleeping form so she doesn't know right. he feels bad and yeah. he winds up seeing because the Jenga uh-huh. thing from a few episodes ago she had left just that one piece outside his doorstep yes and so he picks it up off of his nightstand because of course he saved it and kept it close to him yeah so what he winds up doing oh my oh, gosh this i i, I rewound this seen and watched it like four <laughs> times because she well, wakes up all night basically because uh-huh. he glues it together into yep. one piece into Ex- one whole th- except for one. One. And One she piece. opens her door and just seeing the Jenga there, mm-hmm. I think, is is a lot to her. Especially because, all put together. Yes. Because mm-hmm. this is clearly an acknowledgement of the two of them, of their relationship, the mm-hmm. fact that it's all put together. 
I think is supposed to be a symbol that mm-hmm. he wants them to be together, that he wants to build that strong foundation with her. Mm-hmm. And so she picks it up and she kind of tips it over. Sorry, I hit my mic. She <laughs> kind of tips it over and one little piece falls out. Oh my gosh. Oh my and gosh. And there's stuff written on each side and she's yeah, kind of is. slowly turning it around as she reads it. And it says, the only thing that I regret is not kissing you sooner. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> and I think everybody screamed into their pillow and mm-hmm. cheered. And I was like, oh. It, it's so. Melting into puddles of goo across the world. <laughs> it, oh, I, I, mean, I know. I you, know. If you've listened to our <laughs> podcast for even five seconds, you know that Ashley and I are especially suckers for anything symbolic or anything mm-hmm. that's like represent, like um, you know, representative tokens and yep things, meaningful um, objects. Yes, objects yeah. that are meaningful only to those people because you know. EK, it's a just it's a bandana from Zara, but mm-hmm. you know it's so much more than that. Um, the same oh, thing yeah. with the moon, you know, the moonstones. Um, in in Central Kapama, it's the dried flower, it's the tube of lipstick, it's yeah, it's the, the handcuffs, the handcuffs. It's yes, mm-hmm. like all these things that just on their own are just these inanimate things, mm-hmm. but they become something so much more to their story, and yeah. The Jenga has become that. And so just the fact that it wasn't just a note that he left that's like, the only thing I regret is this. It's on the Jenga piece, the one piece. The rest Mm -hmm. of it's all put together. The rest of it is all holding strong. Yeah. And he chooses a piece. And notice he's not pulling a piece that's out of the foundation. He's pulling a piece that's like higher up. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, that I just – I, I know. It was perfection. Perfect. It's so perfect. Utter perfection. And she's up super early, so he's still asleep. So she goes into his room. Right. And basically does the same thing that he did last night. Like, yeah. she, she kisses his <laughs> forehead and, you know, um, but she, she winds up leaving before he right. even wakes up. So when he right. wakes up, he's like, he goes to check because he's like, he wants to see if she's awake yet. He sees that the Jenga's not at the door, so he comes mm-hmm. in. Well, she's gone and he's mm-hmm. like, Wait, like, what? oh crap. <laughs> but he walks over and he picks up the Jenga and sees that one piece is missing. Yes. And so he's like, oh, she got my note and she didn't mm-hmm. throw this at my head. She, yeah. she, so that's a good thing. That's at least one good sign. <laughs> yes. And so, um, you know, it, yeah, he gets ready. He heads to work. They get to work at the same time. Mm-hmm. So he, this scene also, oh, I my know. Gosh, it is just so. I know. Because I know. he he walks up and he basically is like, you left. Like, you were gone when I woke up. And she's like, I woke up really, really early. Mm-hmm. I And he's like, well, you could have woken me up and we could have had breakfast together. And she's like, you looked like you really needed the rest. You looked tired. Which yeah. also tells him that she walked into his room. Yes. And yes. she's like, so, you know, I just didn't want to wake you. And he said, wake me next time. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I'm like... What ha- like oh and so I know. Then, just, then they just have just these that like- simple thing just that simple thing and and mm-hmm. the way that he's looking at her when he says it like uh-huh. next time wake uh-huh. me up uh-huh. I mean come on uh-huh. you guys <laughs> well and like then they still have another few moments because he is walking close to her they're like 
touching. He's hands. sticking his arm and his hands next to her again. Like yes. he just can't stay away from her. And- yes. And they and they <gasps> they they kind of procrastinate going inside because yeah, mm-hmm. they're just they're intertwining their fingers and they're oh my gosh. Yes. And then finally I think he's like, Are you ready to go inside? You yeah. know? And, and yeah, they kind of do a bit of the arm touching, like you said. As they're walking when they're, into the mm-hmm. yeah, into the company. Yep. And I this because you know, obviously, this gave us, excuse me, all the feels. Mm-hmm. And, and so Hannah tweeted this earlier, and I was like, oh, this is so, it was about Yarga, but it's very applicable to this episode, too, okay. because DZ Land. Uh, and she wrote, normal TV fans, they banged on top of a table, and you saw his butt. It was fine, but not the sexiest. DZ fans, <laughs> their pinky fingers brushed and they looked longingly <laughs> at each other. And OMG, someone get the fire extinguisher because that was hot. <laughs> it's so true. Though. It's so funny because I'm like, but I swear, I swear <laughs> that less is more. And boy, mm-hmm. do DZs really know how to how to uh, expand on that and how to. Um, not expand. There, there's a word mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of, but um, it's like they they know mm-hmm. how to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. They know exactly yep. how to yep. build that tension. They sure and do. Just make you melt and mm-hmm. make you clench everything because you're like, uh-huh. I can't believe this is happening, and they're literally touching hands. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, of course, they walk into work all happy and floaty. And she's and not even. lean. Oh, my gosh. She's not even the least bit bothered by Alara when she shows up. No, she's, she's like, not. Can I get you guys coffee? Can I get. Okay. <laughs> no, Demir's going to get your coffee. All right. Have fun. See you later. Because she's like, yeah, I know exactly where you stand now. Yep. And um, she's walking on air. So she mm-hmm. immediately goes out to the balcony where everybody is. Mm-hmm. And she immediately starts telling them. Everything's going to be fine. He's going to – I know that he's going to destroy the love ban. You guys are both going to be able to work here. Mm-hmm. Trust me. Everything's going to be wonderful. She's so confident. She's mm-hmm. so happy. They all believe her because she's so sure. She's mm-hmm. so sure of herself at this moment. The second she was so sure about this, I was like, okay, well, it's over. This is yep. all going to go straight yep. to hell. <laughs> because she would not be announcing that if it no, was actually going to go that way. No, and – because she's acting like she basically got confirmation, verbal confirmation from yeah. him that this is what's happening. But that did not happen. Well, and they even ask, like, did he say that? And she's like, well, not in so many words, but like, which honestly, in that moment, she probably was correct. Like, she she probably was. I, mm-hmm. but, but we know DZ Land mm-hmm. and, and we know sec- Alara. <laughs> <laughs> and the second that something is. The second a character is that confident Mm -hmm. about the conclusion of Uh an issue, Mm -hmm. we know it's all gonna just yeah go through the roof. So it's it's like when um it's like right before um Eden Serkan's first wedding, um (sighs) when she's like our love story will have no more obstacles. Oh my gosh! (laughs) And we're like and we're like great. How many more? (laughs) That means we get ten more obstacles now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, um, anyways, but yeah. So, so meanwhile, meanwhile, he's in his office with the snake, the witch. With, yep. And again, the way she plays this, I know. I'm like, I know. 
damn you for she's being evil. so smart and cunning and it's so evil because yeah she's, she's basically like evil you know Demir, get rid of your rule there mayor van Bor is so precious i am just so you know i feel for them and we're gonna have a party and blah 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 she's yeah, like she's oh like, oh i came because i needed to bring my friends a present i know and he even is Ugh. like when have they been your friends and then she just goes into this whole flowery thing about love and she's like you know and i was just so excited i was caught up in the moment and i offered to throw them a party she's all I offered to do it on Celine's veranda, and then I re- quickly remembered, duh, you guys live together. So I hurried up and took it back, and we're going to do it at Happy Pie. She's like, but she basically says, like, everybody um, else knew. But yeah, like, every it the way they all acted, like, it's Which is pretty, not true at all. No. She's like, um, she basically alludes to the fact that, like, nobody was surprised when I hurried and changed it from Celine's because it's very obvious that they all know. And, like, oh. she's also – then basically she um, implies that, like, she asked someone or something and that basically, like – And they agreed Celine. and they told me. Yeah. Celine, yeah, Celine already Celine told, told us. told everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So she's feeding him 100% lies because mm-hmm. she only knows that Ida knows. Mm-hmm. That's literally the only person that yep. she confirmed. Yep. But she's using it against Demir in this yep. situation. Meanwhile, you see him – being absolutely crushed he the light is just out of his eyes you're watching his heartbreak Mm -hmm. on screen yep it's horrible and she is smiling yep she's so proud of herself she's absolutely evil and she kind of just keeps going and talking about oh yeah just get rid of it blah 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 and Mm -hmm. meanwhile he's dying inside yeah literally and so he of course is like okay so alara ends up leaving because he's kind of i don't know if he sends her out whatever he's crushed he's angry he's hurt yeah and and this is where i was kind of like demir come on you're smarter than this you know she has to be playing you i know because if he had just pulled selena at that time which is what he should have done yep he should have gone straight to the source yes so she could have clarified, like, I don't know what you're talking about. Because he he has – she has kind of cleared up to him in the past when they got into an argument that, yeah, the girls know because it was before I even knew you were my boss. Like – Right. And so, yeah, they wound up knowing, but it wasn't because I told them after you and I agreed not to tell anyone. Right. I had – it had already come yeah. out. I had already told them about the situation and then you walked in and I was like, holy crap, that's the dude. Like, Right. So, so of course I told them. Right. But like yeah. they – yeah, nobody else knows. I have not shared that. That is between us. And um, so I'm kind of like, well, he already knows that the girls know. Like right. that – I swear that already came out. So. Right. Anyways, so but he should have pulled her in her, to clarify that. Like, hey, mm-hmm. she said everybody knew and I know this. And she could have been like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, yeah. Um, so instead, he walks he calls up. for Merve. Which they're still all happy-go-lucky because she's thinking, oh, he probably wants to talk to us separately and just reaffirm, like, you can't keep lying to me, especially if I'm going to lift this ban. So she's kind of like. Right. Well, and they all still, they all do really feel bad about lying to him. And right. they all kind of had a whole conversation at the beginning of the episode that, yeah, we really do keep lying to mm-hmm. him and it's one lie after another and that's all that he's really been given since he came to the company yeah so they're very repentant yeah. and they're very penitent about the whole situation yeah. and bora and merve are kind of like well we need to apologize to him anyway yep so that's what they think is happening here but again please clarify when somebody's like i know everything <laughs> because 
while I she walks in and starts apologizing and he's kind of like uh, yeah. wait no like I already know about this I already know about everything like so then she's just like uh-huh. Oh, please don't be mad at her. It was and then she starts so she starts spilling about Project Cheetah. And, uh, and that it was all Celine's idea and they wanted to just get him out of the company. She uh-huh. wasn't happy that he was there. Because she and, was trying to protect us as her friends and blah blah uh-huh. blah. And then the monster customer. Mm-hmm. How because, did we know she would be mafia? Oh <laughs> my gosh. So she's just an open door, gushing mm-hmm. everything, and the damage that was made by Alara is being multiplied exponentially. Especially when she's like, and then we figured the only oh. other option, if we couldn't get a monster customer, was to make him fall in love with someone at the company. Oh. I mean, oh my she, gosh. she does clarify at some point, like, Celine was adamantly against that. But at this point, the damage has been done. It doesn't even matter. Yep, it doesn't even matter. Because it fits the narrative that has already been planted in Seeds of Doubt from yep. Alara. So he's even further hurt and crushed and upset because he's like, now he has to question. And again, if he had just taken a few minutes to, like, mm-hmm. think about this, like, Someone who's faking being in love with you would not be devastated and crying in her room when you, and she calling that her best regretted kissing yes, her. Yes, and would not be calling her best friend hurting about it. Like, no. so again, no, if wouldn't. you just took some time to be logical, but you know we can't do that in moments of no. extreme emotion and hurt. Well, mm. and this and and that's kind of what I was thinking with this whole ending scene. All yeah. I was thinking was. Demir, you need to take some time mm-hmm. and really decide what you're going to do next yeah. because right now he's fully in his emotional state. Yeah. That is what is leading him right now. As much as he thinks he's logical in this moment, in this time, <sighs> all that he's thinking about is how hurt he is, how betrayed he is, how there have just been more lies upon more lies upon more lies. And so he gathers everybody into the conference room and they all think that there's going to be – they're all smiling, mm-hmm. thinking that there's going to be, you know, oh, it's a new life. It's mm-hmm. a new day. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, a new, new dawn. Life. It's a new day. <laughs> and there is no Michael Buble to no, be found. No, there's not. We're not feeling good here, everyone. <laughs> because Demir walks in and he grabs the sign and he crumples it. And oh, poor naive Celine is she's like so looking happy. at everybody oh. like, look, you guys, I told you. <laughs> and then Demir walks out. He comes back in mm-hmm. with a giant poster <laughs> of the same no love sign. So he is doubling down. Mm-hmm. And basically he says, nobody decided to listen to me. I yeah. made this rule. I made it very clear. I told you all from the beginning. So maybe <sighs> I need to make it a little more clear to all of you. So he's like, here it is. Here is the rule. And you two, to Merve and Bora, he's like, one of you is going to leave today. And then he walks out. And that's the end of the episode. And everybody is crushed and Uh dying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
And I don't know. I'm like, what happens from here? Obviously, the next few episodes probably are going to be very angsty because Mm -hmm. you can't have that level of trust broken, especially with somebody like Demir, where he does not trust easily, like Celine. And now all of that trust has been broken, Mm -hmm. or so he thinks. And then you get Celine, who does trust easily, and now she's been she's been crushed, and she doesn't even know why. Nope. She has no idea what happened and why Demir is acting this way. I mean, I think if she'll take five minutes to think, she'll go, huh, that's weird. He went off with Alara, and mm-hmm. then five minutes later, like, she's going to know Alara did something. Of she's, course. She's going to know. And I hope, I hope she confronts her, and I hope she just... And I hope she mm. confronts him, too. I want yes. her to, to talk yeah. to him and to be like, what just happened in there? You need to explain yep. to me what's going yeah. on. Because five minutes ago, mm-hmm. you were basically holding my hand yeah. and about to make out with me in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, you put up a big, huge poster of the no love sign yeah. and you double down on your rule. And for someone who doesn't trust so easily, you sure trusted her very quickly. So. That's a great point. You have some questions to answer Demir Bay. Got some spinning um, to do. Yeah, for real. So yeah, obviously like you said, I'm sure we're gonna have an angst fest next week. Yeah, Kristen um, will be in her, I'll be in, in my element. element. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so I'm like, okay, so do you think do you think it's gonna be Twelve, twelve is next week, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. twelve. The whole thing is going to be an L, uh, an episode of angst, and then we're going to get the payoff at the end. Or do you think it's going to be all of twelve, and it's not going to happen till like thirteen? I, I could see it taking an entire episode and uh, not getting a resolution until thirteen. That's what I think too. So I mm-hmm. think next week is going to be all heartache, mm-hmm. partly because. That's not an episode people were like, please watch this live together. And like, (laughs) we can read between uh the lines. uh I'm like, I don't think we're going to get any payoff at the end of 12. It's like, I wouldn't be like, oh, or Kenji Kush, you need to watch episode 16. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Unless, of course, we are like, we just don't like that person and we're like, yeah, watch it. It's great. Uh, because listen, it's great angst. It's amazing. It, it angst. really is. It really is. Uh, great acting it's, too. Yes. And, yeah. But it's not. Yeah. Listen to our episode about it if you want to know how we felt. We loved it in that aspect, but yeah, at the same yeah. time, it's not something I'd be like, oh my gosh, please watch together so we can hear your immediate feelings after. <laughs> unless we yeah. just want to hurt you. So um, I'm thinking. I think it'll be 12, and then probably mm-hmm. all of 13. Yeah. And yeah, then, I could see this being being pretty prolonged. Yeah, and then I could see though, like the end of thirteen, because I'm like, okay, you barely gave us this little nugget. Okay, mm-hmm. we got a kiss at the end of ten, and like you very deftly predicted, deftly is that a word? Deftly, deftly predicted. There we go. Um, you were like, a kiss does not equal a love confession, though. So you were it's already true. a little bit like, mm, I don't think we're just diving right into happy land here. Right, and you were right because it's not a love confession. Um, and so, but because we only just got that little taste, uh-huh. so we haven't really got to see them fully together. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to drag it out for more than two episodes per, I hope at least, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah. My prediction is that 12 is going to be all angst, mm-hmm. all hurt. Yep. Me and too. 13 is when we're going to start getting some really good communication. Mm-hmm. So I think 13 is probably going to be an important episode. Mm-hmm. Like today felt – today, 11 <laughs> <laughs> felt like an important episode. It felt yes. like a, 
a lot of work was going on. Mm -hmm. We'll kind of refer to work. Uh, That's something that I've heard in another podcast. And I like that terminology of like work being done in the story. Agree. Um, So that's what 11 felt like a lot to me. And so I have a feeling that'll be 13 Mm -hmm. is there'll be the work being done between the two of them with their relationship. And then end of 13. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. Um, so I can't – I really can't wait. I'm so excited to do those. Um, I'll probably honestly start 12 this weekend just to get a couple watches in because mm-hmm. um, we're just in that zone now where it's like I just want to keep watching one after the other where it's yeah. getting hard to stop. Um, yeah. But we're committed, so I'm like I won't jump ahead. So anyhow, um, yeah. So that's that's it. Those are all of our thoughts and squeals and feelings about mm. episode 11. Um, I'm sure we'll have more squealing and probably crying and sadness next yeah. week. But uh, we hope you'll join us for that. So thank you guys so much. Um, again, thank you to everyone who reaches out to make sure we see the extra scenes. We do have a source for them, I promise. So mm-hmm. we're not we're not missing anything um, because. Harry Artisan has a dedicated fandom. So, and we love yeah. and appreciate you guys. So, thank you all for the support. And um, yeah, you know where to find us. All the links are in our episode notes, yada, yada, yada. You know, I say the same thing every week. I probably don't need to, but it's like habit now. So, um, yeah, until next time, you guys. Good as shit is. Post to coffee.